episode seven of the wild with you i'm your host be your wild and this is my co-host thomas <laughs> oh my god you guys were laughing because last night we got high as shit and we couldn't stop cracking up at the fact that thomas literally sleeps on a pillow that somebody as an inmate in prison would sleep on it's only what you think I was literally shocked because it's hard as a rock and it's so thin. I kid, kid you not, I think in the army I had something at the same level as that pillow that you use. I don't know how you sleep on it. No, the pillow in the army was bigger, but softer for sure. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, we've been, uh, or at least I should say I've been trying because I don't know if you tuned into last week's episode, but we talked about how it's been a little bit difficult for us to be working and also like dating business and pleasure together. And uh, I've been trying to be a little bit more, more romantic here. We did go on our date night last week and it was wonderful. Why don't you tell them what we did, Thomas? We did an amazing picnic by the beach, right? Was that uh, super amazingness? Yeah, and then I took him out to his favorite Jamaican jerk chicken place and yes. I think we also probably had sex I can't remember not it probably not that was probably in 2021 really oh jokes jokes no but it was a really nice night we painted a beautiful painting um it was kind of almost like an episode of the bachelor where it was absolutely like in the fucking page <laughs> they set up like an entire picnic with like string lights and a blanket champagne a little easel for painting and uh people were looking at us like it was like okay are they recording an episode of a i don't know love is blind or something like that it was really nice though it was super romantic it was very romantic very beautiful nice sunset some good food and good views like i said we've been trying to do a little bit more in our relationship so it's not just business and i've been trying to get thomas to get off his fucking phone before bed so we can just smoke in bed well, that sounds really gross. Like lay in bed with a joint, listen to a podcast episode, which is actually not our own podcast, but another podcast. We love true crime and just disconnect from, from social media since we're on our phones all the time. But he says he doesn't want to do it. No, it's about the business. Oh yeah, now you want to make money. No, I just want to scroll aimlessly on my phone. No, you just want to go to sleep on a prison pillow. Why the hell do you sleep on that thing? Because otherwise I would sleep on a towel. I think he's preparing for World War three right now and it's like life in the bunker you're getting used to the rock hard pillow i will sleep somewhere in the forest like our camping experiences no thomas has been trying to get me to listen to these podcast episodes at night that are basically about world war three starting and the great reset and it literally gives me the worst anxiety so i'm trying to get him to not listen to those podcasts because i'm the optimistic one here and i'm thinking that life is going to go on and everything's going to be fine and i don't think so thomas Thomas considers himself the realist, right? Yes, and yeah, I think it's better to assume the worst and be prepared for it than yeah, just hope that everything will be fine. And maybe that's why we work so well together, because I'm always in my la-la land, right? Thomas, you always call it la-la land. And you're always like down in the fucking depths of the earth and hell in this dark, dark abyss. No, it's interests. It's a... Uh... My interest in politics, my interest in yeah, geopolitics and 
let's hope that it doesn't that shit doesn't go down well this episode is actually about our top three favorite countries we've ever been to i don't know it's just interesting to look back on all the countries we've been to and how different of travelers we are because as you can see thomas is very pessimistic and i'm pretty optimistic i think i think those are the words you would use or like he said a realist it definitely goes into the way we travel and stuff when we're on vacations you don't like calling it vacations right no it's it's traveling okay traveling when we're traveling together it's always like thomas is over there assuming the worst of every situation or country right and i'm going into it with really high expectations or what do you go into every country with high expectations really (laughs) yeah i'm always super super excited and i feel like you're sitting over there wondering what's gonna go wrong on this trip like (laughs) oh yeah because every yeah because every time something goes wrong but anyways it's um you were always thinking positive I assume the worst and there's that saying murphy's law right it's like when every what what is it when everything can go wrong it will i think so yeah something like that well i mean that's what makes traveling fun and builds builds a really good uh relationship and connection but i feel like the last few episodes we've covered some really heavy topics and some more dark stories so we thought we would lighten things up with this episode today and tell you about our three favorite countries and why we love them so much and why we recommend them to you um they're all totally different and we're actually going to go from our number three to number two to number one our day number one to three according to how much we like them or well yeah i think we should do our number one together jointly i mean thomas has been to 54 countries 57 oh damn really i gotta check your instagram bio because i know you love putting that shit in there so do i i've been to 35 countries but we're gonna do our oh my god guys no we've been to (laughs) we've been to 35 countries well i like that you remember how many countries i've been to i've been to 45 together as a couple we've been to 35 He's been to 57, and I know you guys give zero shits about that, but basically what I was trying to say with that is we're going to talk about our three favorite countries together that we've been to together. I think Thomas has other countries he loves that he's been to that I haven't visited and vice versa. So let's get into it. Thomas, what is number three? I think we uh, discussed it. Number three should probably be Costa Rica. If you haven't heard of it, it's uh, called Costa Rica. It's a small country in Central America between, wait, Panama is to the north and in the south is, no, Panama is in the the south and in the north is what? Is that Guatemala? El Salvador? We need to look at a map. Well, regardless of where it's uh, bordering, we do know it's in Central America and we do know that it's a very biodiverse place uh, is it the most biodiverse in the i don't know Nobody we're knows. not we're not going to make any stat- statistics here because we're probably going to be full of shit but it is basically a rainforest uh i don't I, I don't think there's desert but rainforest there's the sea the water there's mountains there's even a volcano right not just one i think there's many you know yeah and there's a lot of crazy wildlife and, and hot springs yeah the only I mean, only 5 million people live there, and I think it's 
like a pretty unpopulated place for the size of the country. Um, a lot of like nature and desolate era areas. Uh, Thomas even saw a snake or two while he was there, while we were there. I tried to avoid that. He likes to go on uh, missions at night exploring yeah, the wildlife. Yeah, always went on the on the Thomas Jungle Experience tours. They usually started around nine in the evening, and then I went around the jungle and was just looking for whatever I could find and I actually found some pretty cool stuff. What was the coolest thing you ever found? Uh, the tarantula I would say was one of the highlights. Really? You saw a tarantula in Costa Rica? I thought that was in Arizona. What? No, I showed you. The, the, you saw the tarantula. I don't remember. I tried to avoid that. <laughs> that was I... at the glamping place. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. And, and you saw a snake too, right? Yes, Oscar, actually Oscar saw the snake and then I saw it. It was a, uh, I was walking him at night. He's very a dog, smart. by the way. <laughs> yeah, our dog Oscar was very smart walking him at night uh, in the jungle. I think I got something from the car anyways. Yeah, and in the on the way there was a coral snake, which is super poisonous. And yeah, I immediately pulled back Oscar because I don't think actually would have ended well. Yeah, I was about to ask you, like, what are you supposed to do if you see a snake? Like, I know what you're supposed to do if you see a crocodile or a bear, but just back away slowly? Run? No, just back away and uh, let it continue its way. I swear, snakes are like my least favorite thing in this world. Something about the way they slither and like... Ugh have no like legs freaks me out maybe did you get a picture of it because we should show them absolutely have multiple pictures of it why don't you give them a little bit of a backstory about our experience in costa rica or like i don't know how long we were there where where we went if you remember well i do remember yeah we flew into san jose which is the capital and there we also rented a car and from there we drove out into the wilderness. Um, I also have to mention that San Jose is, nah, it's a city that you really don't need much time in. Or One no, night was enough. <laughs> no time at all. Wait, we spent like three nights there. We spent two nights there because we got in late the first night and then we thought we, we would want to see the city. So we explored one night. True, but it's absolutely not very high recommended i would say you can leave that out well we did mostly the nature so we started in arenal which is the volcano and it also has a beautiful lake there we went to um this beautiful place called hanging bridges national forest adventure i don't know it was like i felt like a monkey in the treetops it was kind of like a hike and you go across these hanging bridges it was the rainforest so i think it rains there basically all year round in that part of the country at least it's how it felt like yeah but i think they told long. us i think they told us it rains definitely gonna need some rain gear for uh costa rica no matter what time of the year you go because if you go over into the jungle part like there or the rainforest um you'll definitely need a rain jacket but it's still beautiful and I feel like the mist and everything really gives you that vibe. So it's kind of necessary to have the rain there. And then we drove down to Manuel Antonio and we, where else did we go? We went to the other side of the country too. Do you remember? Puerto Viejo? No. Puerto Viejo. Yeah. Yes, we drove through the whole country. Felt like we did it multiple times. Spent a lot of time in the car, but uh, in Puerto Viejo, we really had a good time. It was very, very different uh, compared to the Pacific side, but still absolutely incredible. Also, the people were very different, I feel like. 
Yeah, I think that side is more of like a Caribbean feel to it. And um, Manuel Antonio, though, did have the best sunsets we've ever seen. Well, not ever, but they were incredible because it, you know, the sunsets in the West and it was just unbelievable colors. There's a lot of surfing. The beaches are really, really nice. And yeah, I don't know. What else do we do? Anything else that sticks out? Oh, we went zip lining. Yes, we went to the what the oldest or longest zip line yeah, in Central America. The longest, yeah. most spectacular. It was really amazing. It was really cool, and even the part where we did the bungee jump and the Superman was it? No, Superman jump. I don't it's know. The Tarzan swing. Oh yeah, and I was laughing. Well, not in the moment. I was pretty pissed at Thomas, but of course, when I jumped, he forgot to press record so we never got that footage on tape guess it never happened then but it was pretty cool yeah there was so many cool things to do there it's really like adventure paradise and that's one of the things we really loved about it is how diverse the nature is how much there is to do and see i mean we were there for a month but i think you could easily do like three months maybe i think that's my favorite part about costa rica is just the nature and how beautiful it is We also went to Santa Teresa, which is like kind of a, I think it's called like a surfer's town. Isn't that where I did my first surfing lessons? No, that was Manuel Antonio with Diego from the villa we stayed at. True, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we, um, we really enjoyed, I think every place we went to was super different. I will say though, the one thing that I wasn't too crazy about was the food in Costa Rica. Yeah, and especially in the beginning in San Jose, I was trying to find proper food somewhere and I really, like, we went to places. I mean, first thing, everything closed extremely early, maybe also because oh, of COVID. COVID back in the time, but it was ridiculous. We went to some place and I thought that this is literally like... I couldn't believe that they were serving this this stuff. It was disgusting. It was kind of like a sandwich with, I don't even know what was on it, but it was really, really gross. And um, actually from our Costa Rica vlog that we're going to upload on our YouTube and OFTV, you'll be able to watch and witness Thomas eating that sandwich. But I think other than that, it's a lot of seafood. The seafood wasn't bad, um, but it is also very expensive. Why don't you tell them about why it's so expensive in Costa Rica? I mean, it is the most expensive country in Central America. No idea why it's so expensive. I thought it was something, you told me something about like um, the importing or I forgot what it was. They are, yes. I mean, the, most of the country is like jungle. So I don't think that they produce a lot of stuff there. Um, they have a lot of sugar cane, I believe, and things like this, but there's not really industry or anything, you know, so everything has to be imported like an island basically so it's yeah the prices are pretty high but also the living standard there is much higher compared to other central american countries and i guess that's why it's uh, referred to as the switzerland of central america but besides that i mean We've been to a few places in Central America so far. We're not really that advanced in our list of countries in Central America. Costa Rica, the people weren't as friendly as some of the other countries we've been to. And also, we don't really speak Spanish. But I felt like most people spoke English or a good amount spoke English and it was enough to get by. It was funny. There's also a lot of Italians there. I think that's actually a funny story because two days into our... Uh, road trip adventure. We head out of San Jose, right? And the only thing we had really seen was San Jose. The drive from Arenal to the next place we were going, which is the volcano, we 
stopped at this restaurant on the lake, okay, and the woman there was from Italy. Her husband and her opened um, this Italian pizza place, and they were telling us because we ate dinner, so it was already getting dark, and we had a two-hour drive to our Airbnb in the middle of the jungle, and the woman was like, oh, you should be really careful. This street that you're driving on is known for, like, bandits to, like, pretend that their car is broken down and try to get you to pull over on the side of the road, and then they're gonna rob you, and we were just like, oh my god, fuck, we just got to Costa Rica. Like, we were freaking out. I mean, at least I was. Yeah, I was not very very freaked out maybe in the beginning but not really I was more worried about some animals running in front of the car especially when you drive through windy roads in the jungle at night we really don't see anything and it's raining and it's of course raining but yeah there was also a part where it was a bit sketchy but for me it's 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 always like this I don't really worry that much um, about certain things that could potentially happen because it just makes you crazy I think about the things when they are happening so at the I know what to do, you know, we're not stopping, we just keep driving and yeah. It was, it was hard though, I, I think I actually cried. I think I cried in the back seat of the car or in the front seat wherever I was sitting because we had a friend that was also with us and then we had our dog Oscar and I was like in severe panic mode because the GPS wasn't working and it's like nine o'clock at night and we're driving down these dirt roads and there's no street signs, no other cars and the fog was so thick and so heavy that Thomas and I couldn't even see like one foot in front of the car and we had no idea where we were driving and we had no cell service. Obviously we made it to our destination and we were super freaked out, but that was our first night driving in Costa Rica and so that's like the first experience we had when we got there. But then after that, whenever we drove, we were like, oh, why were we ever scared? Like this is not scary at all. <laughs> I don't know, Thomas, do you have like, like a reason why of all the countries you've been to, this is number three? Well, maybe because i've never been to a place like it's the furthest down south we went in south central america whatever um so i've never seen a rainforest before i've never i don't know it was just impressive to see and is there something that we did while we were there that you will never forget or that was your favorite part or something you recommend somebody who's going to Costa Rica they have to do? Try out surfing. I would say I think I really enjoyed either the zip lining or the hanging bridges. But if you're not really into adventurous stuff or you're scared of heights, just go see a sunset on the west side. It's beautiful and unbelievable. I think that would be my favorite memory. Sunsets and, I mean, everything on the beach in... in Manuel Antonio was absolutely insane. Yeah, that's why I did the surfing and it was amazing. You want to hear my number two favorite thing we did? Taco Bell. Uh -huh. We stopped there twice. Twice? Didn't we? Or maybe just once. We almost did on the way back. They have a Taco Bell in Costa Rica and Thomas and I love Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Bell. And we found one there when we were driving and we are like, holy shit, we have to stop. Truly amazing. Gotta love Taco Bell. That brings us to number two on the list. It is a country that is known for amazing street food, at least I think so. And it is one of the reasons why we love this country so much. So why don't you tell them about number two, Thomas? Number two on our list would be Vietnam. Yes, Vietnam. I don't know why you said that so funny, but Vietnam is a really, really nice country in Southeast Asia. It borders China, 
Thailand, Cambodia, and Laos, and there are 97 million people living in that country, and you really feel it when you're in the city. Absolutely. Uh, the cities are mm. super crowded, especially Saigon and Hanoi. Why don't you give them a little bit of a backstory about our time in Vietnam? We went to Vietnam in the end of 2019, so perfect, perfect timing. We still spend it. I think a month in, in Vietnam. Yeah, it was kind of like a weird trip because we started in Vietnam with Thomas's parents and my parents, and then we went to Cambodia all together, and then we went back to Vietnam. Then Thomas's parents left, my parents left. Then we went back to Cambodia, just Thomas and I, and then we went back to Laos. Oh no, then we went to Laos, then we went to Vietnam again. So it was kind of like over the span of like a month and a half. What were the what were the places we visited? Do you remember? Or cities or villages or? Yeah, well we. We've been to the to the two major cities, Ho Chi Minh City, also called Saigon, and in the north Hanoi. And in between, we've been also to a very famous um, island, Phu Quoc, Phu Quoc, Phu Gac. Not sure how to pronounce it, but it's an island in the south of Vietnam, pretty close to Cambodia, and it's really, really beautiful. There's a, the world's most famous fish sauce is coming from there. We were also in Ha Long Bay, forgot to mention. Yeah, probably forgot to mention a bunch of places. Uh, what was your favorite place we went to? My favorite place was probably Hanoi, I would say. That's the northern city that borders... China? I mean, close to China. It's the capital also. Oh, I didn't know that. It was a lot of fun there. Um, <laughs> it's funny because Vietnam is a really long country. So the weather in the south was very different than the weather in the north. And we really were only packed for visiting, you know, Southeast Asia, beaches, sun, hot, you know. And um, that was a classic thing that we did was walk around and do all the shopping because they have all the knockoff like North Faces. And I had not been prepared for how cold it was in the north. No, we were unfortunately very ill prepared. Still, it was fun. And we did amazing food tours. I really, really enjoyed the street food, street food in in Hanoi. Foot. Um, I mean, in all of Vietnam, I would say, but in Hanoi, they have a very different street food culture than in, than in Saigon, I would say. And yeah. It was amazing. Thomas was upset though because we visited the north when it was Chinese New Year, right? And so a lot of the places were closed. He was really upset because we were supposed to go to Obama's favorite restaurant or something like that. We had amazing street food. Um, again, you can watch on our OFTV and our YouTube the Vietnam vlog that we have. You'll see all the amazing food that we ate. Was there anything really weird we ate now that I think about it? Mm, well, there was a there would have been a snake restaurant, but you yeah. didn't want to go. Oh my god, you should tell them about that. Because we met this German couple and they went because they're very adventurous. Yeah, well anyways, they told us they went to a restaurant where they serve you snake. And it means specific i think king cobra so the guy from the restaurant has a draw has like a cupboard i don't know how to call it a schrank with a lot of um drawers and in each drawer there's a snake then you choose one and he brings it to the table chops the head off right on the table and then you can cook it somehow and you have dinner wow sounds delicious didn't they say that the heart was really good or something i don't want to know they, they you probably would eat that? also no okay 
Don't want to eat it. Uh, just the thought of eating a slimy, slithering snake and having its head cut off in front of me sounds really unappetizing and definitely glad we didn't do that. But no, we didn't really eat anything too weird in Vietnam. I think they have just a ton of pork, a lot of really good soups. Even if you're not that adventurous, I would recommend trying some of the street food places. They could be a little bit scary for somebody who's not used to eating street food or not really like traveled a lot. We never got sick from the street food. No, in general, I never got sick from any street food, no matter where in the world I ate it so far. And I ate a lot of street food. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the street food. Definitely try it out. Um, how do you usually find the places to eat the street food? Usually, usually, yeah, going through a lot like internet research trying to find uh, I mean not from some New York Times article or something but maybe from some food bloggers or something or this one guy I don't know where we sometimes watch his YouTube videos he really knows what he's talking about and yeah so that's how we do the research and then decide which places we check out and yeah usually we always yeah, always always amazing also we kind of look to see where the locals are going and if there's a lot of like locals eating there um We'll check it out. I feel like, no? Yes, that's also an indicator for proper street food, a proper restaurant in general. But besides the street food in Vietnam, we really loved the history and culture of it. Like, it's just so different and so unique. There's a lot of, like, really nice temples. Um, some of the darker history of Vietnam, especially as an American, was seeing the, um, what, what were they called? Chu Chi Tunnels, I believe. And that was the tunnels that the Vietnamese used to hide in during the Vietnam War. Um, it's a bit of a drive out of the city of Saigon, but it was totally worth the day trip. We also did a cooking tour, and that was in Hanoi. And that was really cool because both Thomas and I love cooking. It was in Hoi An. Oh, Hoi An. That's what I meant to say. I always get the two mixed up because it's like the same word, just like spelled differently. I guess, Thomas, why don't you tell people... How, how much time do you need in Vietnam? Or what's your like best tips for somebody going to Vietnam? Yeah, in Vietnam you have really so much to see and so many different places that are not so easy to get to. I mean, you have, you have buses that are pretty good options, otherwise you just fly everywhere. Or you take a cruise. Definitely recommend doing the cruise in Ha Long Bay. It felt like, I don't even know, those cliffs. It was beautiful. And three days in Ha Long Bay is definitely enough. But Ha Long Bay was definitely a highlight of our trip. We did, uh, I think it was even like a four-star cruise, and it was really epic. They put us in the honeymoon suite, and we had a beautiful view, amazing bathtub, amazing balcony, just really incredible. And I think that was one of my highlights because that was a super unique thing to do. But between the history, the culture, the food, the nature, we also did some hiking there, the beaches. I mean, you could you could cross everything off your list in Vietnam. So definitely take some time to go there. And I think it's a little bit less popular than Thailand, but it's also like Thailand's also up there. It's amazing. But if you want to try something new and you don't always want to go to Thailand, head over to Vietnam or even Cambodia. That's going to leave us with our final country. And this is one that I feel like some of you listening might not even ever have heard of because when we tell people that it's our favorite country, they always say, what? Where's that? What is this? So why don't you tell them, Thomas? What's number three? I'm sorry, what's number one? Number one, can I have the drums? 
Alright, it's Oman. Ever heard of that? Ever heard of? I have heard of Oman and I have loved it. It is a country in the Middle East with about a population of 5 million people. It borders Yemen and Saudi Arabia. It's on the Red Sea. And it's absolutely beautiful. We visited because a friend, um, because a friend of Kelsey actually went there, loved it and recommended it. But you forgot to mention the part where I surprised you with tickets, remember? Yes, it was some kind of a because present. Because I love doing surprises for you and you never do them for me. I'm just going to make that out there so everybody can hear that. I love making surprises for you. That's the best thing ever. But it was the best surprise ever. We went to Oman in, I think it was end of March, beginning, yeah, end of March for two weeks. We rented a car there. Um, was super easy to rent a car. We had a good car there too, compared to the other countries we've rented cars in. That was actually an acceptable SUV, mini SUV. And we found a guy who sells camping equipment that you can rent we rented a tent and some other camping gear and we set off on a two-week journey into the desert why don't you tell them about our experience driving through oman Pooh. where to start it was crazy so we drove from muscat which is the capital um we drove where did we drive somewhere to the West. It, yeah, it was kind of like up a little bit northwest along and then the we started going range. into the mountains. Yeah. First along the coast and then to the mountains, no? No, we actually did it opposite. We started going up towards the mountains, then we went through the mountains, the old villages, the gorge. Then we went to the desert where we did with like the Bedouins. And then from there, we went back to Muscat, a little bit south of Muscat, and we stayed along um, the sea at a very nice hotel. What is it called? Shangri-La. Shangri-La, yes. And honestly, if you go any more south than where we went, it's really just desert all the way till you get to the very, very last part of the country, which is, I don't know the name. Sorry, I need to look at a map. But that's really, it's really the only thing south of where we went. It's and a big city, no? Yeah, but it's it's so far from everything else that you would need to like have more time to go all the way down there because it's kind of like there's nothing in between. Salala. Yeah. So we didn't end up going all the way down to the end of the country, but we were able to see a lot of the stuff inside the country and the mountains. We did the gorge there. We did this amazing hike and there was this really cool old like village or town or city inside of the mountain and that was amazing there's also a lot of wadis in oman which are kind of like these i don't know what you call them is that like a spring in the middle of the desert and you can go swimming in them um there was also a sinkhole that we went to um we didn't swim in it we really briefly went and we did uh camel rides in the Wahiba Sands, I believe, is called. What else did we do? We ate a lot of mouton. <laughs> we ate mouton. We also ate camel. Yes, but the camel was amazing. In general, the food, really hands down, the food in Oman was one of the best I ever had in my life. It was just really a dream every day to eat. They cook their, their food like under the sand with like coals on top. And another really cool thing that they have is at the restaurants you go in and you kind of like eat at the restaurant in this room and you eat on the floor and they come serve you all the food and all it's like a meza what do you call that you know where they have all the dips and then the rice and the chicken and the camel or whatever it is and you eat inside this little room muscat the capital has a nice little like old 
part where you can walk around and go to the markets. We did some of the old cities inside, some of the forts, Nizwa Fort, I believe. But just in general, it was the co- the coolest part for me was the camping. Like I thought that was incredible to be in the middle of the mountains and the desert in the Middle East, sleeping under the stars in a tent in the middle of nowhere, and like hearing the call to prayer and seeing the goat herders. Yeah, it was more than I personally expected. Also in regards to the to the culture of the country and how the people um, are treating you, how respectful they are, that really blew my mind. Like you can literally, if you have a nice camera, you can literally um, leave it in the main square or whatever and you come back one hour later and the camera will still be there. Like. This, it's really incredible. I've never seen anything like this in any country. Uh, I think it's the, the safest world. country in, in the Middle East, right? Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, super safe, really friendly people, a lot to do. Um, if you're a nature person and you like camping, it's like the most incredible experience to camp there. And we're huge campers. I think that was for sure the highlight. And yeah, the diversity of the country and how much there is to see, the unique culture. <laughs> if you're driving out in the middle of the desert, you'll see these mansions. Like they look like they're for a sheikh or a prince. Beautiful marble, like limestone, big gates. Not many grocery stores anywhere other than in Muscat. That was kind of hard. We would go to like these little mini markets and we'd be like what the fuck are we grilling tonight i love barbecue we did a lot of grilling actually in the oh, that was the best where we were camping in the in this dried out wadi or something mm, it was yeah. just so cool in general that you can just take the car and you drive off wherever you want and you pitch your tent wherever you want it really yeah you can camp anywhere as long as there's no fences so that's a really cool thing because the U.S. you have that where you can camp in like camp in areas, um, the BLM or whatever, and it's unlike Austria where you can't camp anywhere unless it's a campground. So it was definitely the highlight of our trip. I mean, do you have a favorite thing that we did, or like a favorite food, or did we pretty much get all of that already answered? I feel like no, it was just the the mouton, the goat that 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 you get served with rice and bread and salad it's just i don't know for me this this was the food was unbelievable thomas loved the food so much he couldn't shit it out for two weeks after we got back to austria and actually had to go to the hospital (laughs) we have the the (laughs) x-ray still in our in our apartment in vienna Uh haha it's okay nah it was the because yeah i can tell you so it's extremely hot in the during the day so you dehydrate fast i didn't drink enough and we were sitting in the car most of the time and eating you know meat bread rice pre-stuffing stuff and then yeah it just didn't work anymore nothing worked anymore i'll I'll honestly never forget when we went to the the souk there and we tried on the galabea or the traditional like omani outfits and i had like the whole the whole thing and it was just such a cool experience really you could do oman in a week if you don't want to rent a car and drive around but you won't see that much if you're really into nature and exploring i highly recommend at least two weeks 
rent a car there. It's really safe. The roads are very new. Be careful because they have speed traps on all the highways everywhere. Luckily, we didn't get any speeding tickets. There's just so much to see and it's really safe, very friendly people, good food. I wouldn't say it was cheap, but I wouldn't say it was like overtly expensive, overly expensive. What other tips do you have for somebody? Any any last pointers about our favorite country? Just go. Like really, just trust us. Go to Oman. It's hands down unbelievable and we've been to other like middle eastern countries and other arab countries and i think between i mean jordan is another one up there for me but honestly oman that's where it's at and we love going to the less explored places that's one of our like mottos in our in our travel our, our travel stories and our travel lifestyle right yeah so then tell me what's the next untraveled country that you would like to visit uh, the next trip that i would love to do outside of the ones we already have planned would be india N nepal and pakistan i first of all you know my love for indian food but my favorite part about traveling is seeing different cultures and i have i have been to sri lanka so i have had a little taste a little you know just the tip i have not gone full force into india yet and i would love to do that with you specifically oh wow that's sweet of you yeah lucky you right? maybe i'll let you join me yeah what about you thomas what would be your next big trip that you want to go to naya since we're on the other side of the planet in the americas i would love to see suriname I have a friend from Suriname. I don't know, Davida, if you're listening, but that's the first and only person I ever heard that was from there. And that was the first time I ever heard of that country. Yeah, let's exactly. go, let's that's go. That's where I want to go because I know. nobody I know. really has ever, I don't know anybody who has ever been there. And yeah, it's crazy because they speak Dutch. That's well, your birthday is coming language. up in August and we know you're not going to surprise me with a trip. So I will surprise you with one. We can go. I wonder what kind of food they have there. Oof. I would guess some Caribbean style well, with some mixture of some Dutch stuff. I don't know. Maybe they've cheese. Quite interesting. I'm honestly starving. And you guys were so excited because my parents came here and they're visiting us for like three weeks. We're supposed to take our trip to maybe Peru in two weeks. We have absolutely nothing planned so we definitely need to work on that and start planning but i'm very excited to have my family here that means mama's mama's home cooking and that leads us to next week's episode which is gonna be amazing because i have a special guest which is gonna be my mom mona mona mona, mona. yeah thank you mona then I, that means i don't need to see you next week it's gonna be a good one though she is my role your, model your role mom or yeah there you go lingo for role model that's a mom and my inspiration she has a lot of good stories and a lot of good insight which i'm very excited to talk to you guys about so thomas why don't you plug us yes as always since i'm very good at plugging us so you can find all of uh, our stuff at on the internet at be your wild and at uh, the wild with you yeah, so make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have new videos dropping every Thursday. Our OFTV, our Instagram, our Twitter. And be sure to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. That would be awesome. I am sweating my ass off right now. It is getting hot in Mexico, you guys. We need to go. So thank you for listening. And uh, until next time.